If you're a therapist just starting out in your career or you're looking to make a change, building a strong network of professional contacts is essential to finding the right job. We'll be discussing the importance of networking, how to get started, and some practical tips and tricks for building and maintaining relationships with potential employers and colleagues. So if you're a licensed therapist looking for a job in Denver, or you're simply interested in learning more about the job market for therapists in the area, this episode is for you. Personal referrals and networking are highly effective ways to build a therapy private practice with the clients you most enjoy seeing. When fostered over time, relationships with referral agents such as primary care physicians, college counseling centers, hospitals, and treatment centers can provide a steady pipeline of clients who are a good fit for your treatment style and therapy approach. However, getting your foot in the door can be a tricky process for therapists. It's difficult to balance explaining what makes you unique without sounding overly self-promoting to prospective referral partners. Listen out to these six tips on how to network your way to success. Tip number one. Get personal. Think of each potential referral partner as an individual, not an organization. Rather than sending a generic introductory email, address counselors and referral coordinators by name, and invest the time in getting to know each person's role and referral needs. That's what you're asking them to do for you as a therapist, so start by reciprocating. Think of networking as relationship building with many unique individuals who are also trying to help their patient populations. Tip number two. Put their needs first, and have something to offer. It can be off-putting to immediately dive into your credentials and why an organization should refer clients to your therapy practice. Open a dialogue by asking questions that will allow you to understand what their needs are, and consider how you might be uniquely positioned to fill them. Can you offer their clients sliding scale slots, evening or weekend appointments, or work with clients returning from inpatient settings? Think about the organizations that would benefit from your services the most. If you have special expertise that is highly relevant to their population needs, you might even go above and beyond to offer a lunchtime presentation. In addition to providing a helpful resource, you position yourself as a true expert on the topic and a great therapist to refer clients to. Tip number three. Make yourself easy to refer to. Business cards get thrown out, emails get buried in inboxes. Make sure your contact information is up to date and easy to find online. This includes updating your Google business listing and having professional, current links show up in the first few results of a search for your name. When referral agents and prospective clients search for your practice, the results should accurately reflect your address, office hours, and phone number, along with a professional picture. Don't let your networking efforts go to waste at this stage in the referral process. Tip number four. Collaborate, collaborate, collaborate. Making connections across an organization is a good way to ensure that your referral stream doesn't completely dry up if one person retires or moves away, which is always a risk in relying solely on word-of-mouth referrals. Be an active participant in treatment teams. In addition to providing great client care, getting to know the psychiatrists, dietitians, therapists, and primary care physicians in the organization makes you the go-to therapist for multiple providers. Try to expand your networking beyond one contact per organization. Tip number five. Mind the details. People notice small thoughtful gestures. 
When an organization sends an email asking for updated practice information, be the first to reply and leave a lasting impression as a highly attentive, responsive therapist. If a physician, therapist, or provider or case manager refers a client to you, consider sending a handwritten thank you note. They will not only think of you as highly thoughtful and professional, but may even keep the card on their desk and consider your practice the next time they need a therapy referral for a client in a similar situation. Tip number six. Stay current. Once you've made a valuable connection through your networking efforts, continue to nurture the relationship. Send an email once a year to just check in, wish them well, and share any relevant updates to your therapy practice. Did you undergo any trainings this year? Do you offer new services that may be especially helpful for their population? Make sure to let them know. Networking goes beyond the initial contact and sharing of practice information. It includes ongoing communication, relationship building, and collaboration. Networking as a therapist can feel uncomfortable if you think of it as networking. Instead, try to consider it as relationship building and collaboration with others who share the common goal of finding the best treatment for their patient populations. You're helping more prospective clients learn about your practice and the unique services you provide, while also making it easier for referral coordinators to find the most responsive and professional therapists. At its best, networking simply feels like making new friends in your professional life. Similarly to any other relationship, building these connections takes time. Don't expect to have dozens of new, deep connections immediately. Put your genuine desire to help at the forefront. That's your number one asset as a therapist. While online marketing certainly helps you cast the widest net to reach prospective clients, there is immense power in networking to grow your private practice. Tip number seven. Facebook ads. This is more of a long-term strategy, after all. It takes a while to build an audience on a business Facebook page. What helped my own Facebook page to take off was doing a free talk at a local community center. The community center advertised the talk, and as a result, a lot of locals liked my page. Boosting blog posts and running ads, like announcing when a new clinician joined the practice, has also been helpful to grow the audience, and has motivated some callers to make an appointment. I don't always hear people cite my Facebook presence specifically as the reason they called, but the weeks I run an ad, we always get more calls. Many callers say they found us online. Facebook ads are cheap enough it is worth experimenting to see what works. Tip number 8. Network with other therapists. This may seem counterintuitive, why would you talk to other clinicians who are potentially your competition? Consider, however, that other therapists need you just as much as you need them. When someone calls who you can't help, perhaps you don't take their insurance or don't have experience with their particular issue, you can refer them to a therapist you trust. In turn, the other therapist may do the same for you. I also get referrals due to other therapists' schedules being full. We all do different things and have busier periods as well as lighter times. Relying on a community of other helping professionals is good for the people we help and good for us, too. Tip number 9. Network with doctors. In my experience, if someone is referred by their primary care physician or pediatrician, they will almost always follow through with making an appointment. People tend to take their doctor's recommendations seriously. If a doctor hands someone a list of providers, but adds, Alison at Move Forward Counseling is great. 
I know her personally, you'd better believe the person will be calling us and asking for me by name. Tip number 10. Network with whomever you can. I went to a general business networking event a few times in the early days of being a small business owner. I met an opera singer, a magazine writer, and an insurance salesman, among others. Obviously, these aren't typical referral sources for counseling practice. But attending these events helped me get the hang of networking and brought some unexpected benefits, too. I got featured in the magazine, and I found insurance for my practice. Don't underestimate the power of talking to people, even if it is simple as describing what you do and handing over your business card.